0: Of yourself, how you experienced yourself to begin with before you came to public attention, you pretty much lose every relationship in your life. It, well, it changes radically from what it was. Uh, the feelings might be one of envy. Very often they're, they're envious because that self that's out there in the public eye is really a, a very polished self. Um, It's usually perfectly made up. Um, It's usually, uh, I I don't know, in your case, you know, suave and funny and intelligent. But, um, Andrew, when you walk into the supermarket, you know, at 7.30 in the morning, you might be rather different. I can draw a crowd just choosing (laughs) coffee, Pamela. It's quite (laughs) extraordinary. Okay, and I'm, obviously, ba- and I'm backlit in real life. Obviously, my study applies to everybody except Andrew Denton. I am, an <laughs> and exception. I apologise. And I'd love to study you as the exception <laughs> to the rule. You get to ask however, one question. Later. <laughs> however, um,
1: can you give an example of uh, not a, a client, obviously, but somebody who you have observed in the public eye who you think is completely conflicted by by what you were saying by this process of observing themselves?
0: There's a tendency in our culture to look at people who get into trouble, and by trouble, what's really meant is people who attract the attention of tabloid um, press, for example, and it's, it's, I mean, Britney Spears comes to mind. You know, now, now probably one would think that she would be the type of person who might be having particular problems with this. I actually don't know and I hate the idea of diagnosing somebody by, by looking at, you know, what, what their, their appearance is or their, their objectified self is because the fact is that we as viewers are very much part of the equation. You know, we, we are people who are projecting uh, all kinds of things onto that person, depending on who we are.
1: The, the book that you brought out, Headcase, which is uh, a user's guide to better mental health, you say you want to demystify psychology. Why are people so mystified by it?
0: Let's put it in um, in comparison to physical health. I mean, we know, I mean, in Australia, we know a lot about skin cancer. We've been given a lot of public education. We know that we need to look at our skin. We need to notice moles. We need to the, not stay in the sun I mean, all of those things. We know there's a huge... Um, public awareness about that for some reason um there hasn't been that attention given to mental health problems and there are lots of people suffering from mental health issues in australia as as we know
1: people do tend to be freaked out by the whole subject don't they you only have to put the word mental into a sentence and people go
0: ah (laughs) it's true it's very true is
1: there any way to lessen that
0: fear Well, that's what I've tried to do, because I think that if you give people information, what I've basically done is I've sort of um, decoded the mental health professional's um, diagnostic manual. So I've pretty much put down everything that can go wrong with your mind and and how to fix it. I found it gave me lots of ideas for certain behaviours,
1: though. such as, well, you know, he says, "Do you exhibit the following sort of manic tendencies?" No, but I'll try.
0: <laughs> so some of it seemed appealing. Well, as a boost in a way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's just part of your narcissism, one might wonder. Wanting to be different, wanting to be seen as, as special, Andrew. I, I, you see, you criticize my
1: narcissism, but I consider oh, it exceptional. You
0: heard it as a criticism. <laughs>
1: It's got to be like this, is it? It's interesting that you should say that, Pamela. (laughs) What makes you want to say that? (laughs) I can win this, you know. (laughs) I've watched you. You Actually, you've done this TV series, Shrinkwrap, where you've got friends of yours and you put them in a room not unlike this. They weren't
0: all friends of mine. Well, many of them were friends. Some of them
1: were (laughs) friends of yours. But you got remarkable things out of people like Robin Williams and Stephen Fry. Robin Williams talking about sexual fantasies and masturbation. Stephen Fry talking about... Uh, being raped on one occasion, uh, and you used uh, the tools of therapy. When
0: you were talking to these people, were they were they guests? Were they patients? They certainly weren't patients. We weren't doing therapy. Made that very, very clear. Before you started this career as a,
1: a psychologist, you had a perfectly good career doing comedy. What was it about comedy that didn't fulfil you anymore? Got sick of it. But why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd done everything I wanted to do. I just... I think it's good to change careers. I mean, I think it's, um, it just wasn't stimulating me anymore. Uh, I found myself in Los Angeles because Billy had suddenly got a contract with Warner Brothers. So we we moved to Los Angeles because I didn't want us all to be commuting.